Hi, friends. Thank you for joining us on Food for Thought. My name is Sunil Chandy. I am the priest and rector here at Christ Episcopal Church, and this is uh, Food for Thought, our, our podcast for, uh, for our church and for the community of the world. And uh, we thank you for being with us. If you are here with us today, tell us. Tell us you're here. Tell us that... Uh, Tell us how you enjoyed this program. Tell us if there's anything that we need to improve. Tell us how we're connecting with you. And hopefully we'll continue to engage with you and, and, um, and have a, a conversation and a relationship that's, uh, that's pretty powerful. But today, uh, we have uh, our continuing guest, Sharon Young, who's, who's waiting for us uh, in our uh, green room, as it were. Uh, and uh, we are uh, going to be talking some really important things that's timely for this particular time of the year. But uh, I did, before go, uh, uh, inviting Sharon on, I'd like to talk a little bit about, um, about the lessons for the next week, not this coming week, but the last Sunday in Epiphany, which is uh, the Sunday in which we, um, the last Sunday of this season in the Epiphany, of the Epiphany, which is a season where we were called "Remember the Light of Christ in This World," and um, the collect for that particular Sunday is, "O God, who before the passion of Your only begotten Son revealed His glory upon the holy mountain, grant to us we behold uh, we, that we, beholding by faith the light of His countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into His likeness from glory to glory through Jesus Christ our Lord." who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. That prayer is a, is a wonderful prayer. It's a, it's, it uh, is the prayer for um, the Epiphany, the last Sunday of Epiphany. And it, an Epiphany uh, is a season that, uh, like us, helps us to remember the light of Christ uh, and the light, of, uh, the light that's revealed about God in the midst of our community. And then, how we manifest that light in the world, and then we're moving straight in in the in the season of the church from epiph the Epiphany season into the season of Lent, and Lent is the time of uh, facing the challenges of life, uh, journeying through life in, in 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 its ups and downs, and and we and it's and often in Lent we talk about um, you know the 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 real challenges that the community of God. Uh, maybe the children of Israel or Jesus and his disciples go through as they journey together and they try to figure out what God is calling to do them to do in the midst of those challenges. And so the light of Christ uh, is something that we carry with us and through the cha challenges of Lent and the journey of Lent. And we're able to hold on to our faith because we remember the light that God has given us. And so this is, uh, in this particular Sunday, lessons are going to be uh, uh, about Jesus as he is revealed as the Son of God to his disciples. Uh, three uh, of them in particular, as he, he goes and has this experience of transfiguration where, where he is uh, transformed almost. He, uh, the disciples who go up with him, Peter, James, and John, see Jesus up on a mountain, and he is in, in conversation with Moses, the lawgiver of, of the Jewish faith, and uh, Elijah, the prophet of, uh, a, a prophet of the Jewish faith, and who represents the, the, prophet, the prophetic um, ministry of, of all the prophets. And 
Jesus is in conversation with all of them and uh, with both of these two great figures of the Jewish faith and, and these three disciples see Jesus in that conversation and they also see him uh, light up in a way that's uh, unearthly almost. It's as if God was present with them in, in front of them and they see him revealed in his glory. And, uh, and then Jesus, what he does is he has in this, in the gospel of uh, Matthew, which is uh, that interaction of the transfiguration, he comes down the mountain and he engages in life with the, with the disciples. They go down the mountain and they journey, uh, and they journey through life and they remember that experience of him. And, and that, that journey helps them to remember who they're walking with. Uh, in uh, uh, or that experience of the mountain top that they remember, uh, you know, goes with them as they journey through life. And so uh, we sometimes uh, in our life we might have different challenges and and are are and face different things in life. And sometimes we have to remember those mountain top experiences in which God had been fully present to us uh, and. And sometimes, even though we might not feel the presence of God next to us, uh, the idea is that God is always there. And all we have to do is recall, recall that experience of uh, the sacred that we had. You know, I was thinking about this coming uh, weekend, uh, or in a couple, a couple of weeks on February 14th, we'll be having uh, Valentine's Day. And it's a day in which we remember, uh, you know, love. Love and and uh, romantic love, and sometimes you know the in the experience of of romantic love is that you feel it, you you are engaged in it, but then uh, when you're in a relationship, a, a long term relationship, it doesn't always feel <laughs> so romantic sometimes, and unless unless you know you're married to a wonderful person like I am, uh, it's you know, you could sometimes not feel that 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 presence of that love sometimes, and so at those times, it's an act. Love becomes an act of will, an act of choice. Uh, you uh, you you don't always feel. It's like as if the sun is not always shining, right? But you still, but you could still be joyful. You could still find love. You could still experience love by remembering, remembering. Uh, the presence of that wonderful sacred uh, mystery of love, and so, you know, in life, Jesus is uh, Jesus and his disciples offers a good mo uh, model. You know, just like any journey in life, we we find these uh, moments of the sacred, and sometimes we just, you know, have to remember that moment of, and and be brought back into those moments of the sacred, even in the midst of a, a life that doesn't always seem to have the sacred in front of us. And so in a relationship, uh, especially in uh, a, a relationship that has love, sometimes, again, you might not feel that the person is responding in the way that you want. So then you have to remember what brought you into that relationship. You have to remember the gift of that relationship. And you have to remember, of course, the, the the sacredness of that relationship, and then nurture that. Sometimes love is not just a feeling, but it's a verb that has to be acted on. And 
And as you do that, as you act in that um, verb, uh, the feeling comes back and, uh, and you realize that you're in the presence of something sacred and powerful and holy. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Valentine's Day a little bit. We're, and also the Super Bowl, because the Super Bowl is coming up uh, in, in our part of the country, or in the country. And, uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, love and the Super Bowl and, and team sports with uh, Sharon. And Sharon's going to unlock some interesting things about insights about it uh, to us. And so, Ben, please invite Sharon. Hi, Sharon. How are you? Well, how are you? So nice to see you. It's so great to see you. Yes. How are you feeling? Oh, thank you. I'm feeling much, much better. Talk about um, sort of being on the mountaintop. Like when you were the last uh, four months, you know, I'd been really had some moments where I was really struggling with COVID. So yeah. um, I'm feeling like I'm finally back to my usual self. So um, yeah. feeling grateful for that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's also, you know, I mean, we and that the, I know the last four months have been challenging, and we've been, of course, you've been in our thoughts, prayer, Sharon. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think, and I just love the way you powered through it, you know, and it, uh, and yeah, I mean, there was really no choice; you had to do it. Yeah. But, you, but the way you did it is important because it it didn't just um, extend the suffering. I think. You know, you yeah. just needed to new. You did what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, I did. And there were some, you know, moments where it was definitely I was feeling close to God about it. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, you know, I think um, and I really did kind of. I really was using a lot of skills that I teach people, and we talk about. And I was like, wow, yeah. But I want to, and and I can weave some of that stuff in there too that yeah. as we talk about it because I think also it's given me. You know, every experience you have in life, you can try to go through and certainly, you know, you acknowledge and you validate your pain, the painful feelings that go along with it. You know, there are moments definitely of suffering and fear and, and all of that. But then you also try to, you know, how what can I learn from this? What did I learn from it? What will I do next time? Next time I'm taking the Paxlovid <laughs> and, you know, the different now that I realize I'm vulnerable, um, you, you, you know, you learn from it. Um, it's motivated me to even take even better care of myself in a lot of ways. And, um, and also I think it's going to, it gives me a better perspective what people go through when they are struggling with long COVID. There are a lot of people out there who, who've uh, suffered with that. So it'll bring me more wisdom in that respect. And it helped to remind me how some people feel lonely because I've had to really pull back from a lot of social things. As you know, I've been wanting to see you all in the church so badly, but didn't want to risk also getting the flu while I was trying to recover from this. Um, so I'll, it'll help me bring that perspective today when we talk about loneliness sometimes that people can experience during like moments like Valentine's Day and, and some ideas that hopefully I can share with all of you that I've been using um, to manage, you know, when I haven't had as much access to people in person. Yeah. So let's do it. I, I let's tell do it. Yeah. <laughs> So we want to start with, uh, should we start with the Super Bowl and yeah, I think wrap that's up coming with the love? Yeah, it's starting, uh, the Super Bowl is coming up. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, I think, uh, versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, that used to be a team that, the Philadelphia Eagles is a team that uh, 
that a lot of my church members in in New Jersey uh, used to really uh, love, and I used to love them too. So I still love well, them. So. <laughs> I have to tell you, actually, because I went to Swarthmore College, the Philadelphia Eagles are my second team because they were the Philadelphia team. You know, the Patriots are my number one. But um, in fact, I'm wearing and this is I'm dressed today for an underneath this. I'm wearing a Patriots shirt. And then I'm wearing my Valentine's Day outfit on top. So, um, but yeah, you're so yeah, definitely the Eagles. Um, the fans in that area are quite ardent fans, aren't they? They oh my god, they're they're ardent fans, and but I also know that the fans for the Patriots are are very strong too. I mean, the movie out. What is it? Uh, oh, Eighty for 80, Bar- Brady? Brady. Yes, yes, Eighty I, for Brady. You know, I heard. I heard that that's a, a really good movie that people are enjoying. So, uh, yeah. you know, the sports are the Super Bowl and the sports are so important for our culture and 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 the country. So, they really are. You know, when I I see that when my um, daughter and her partner visit, uh, he's he's from from the UK, and certainly sports are important over there. But when he comes to the United States, it is like for him like sports mecca because. We just have so many, I mean, we've got all, we've taken them to like a basketball game, a hockey game, a football game, you know, because it's just, this country is very, the the culture is very, very much centered around sports um, in a lot of ways as, um, as a healthy, um, um, you know, way to cope and manage. And also I grew up now, I grew up, um, after Title IX was passed. And so I was a female athlete. So I played in high school softball and soccer, and I played both in college as well. So I am a big believer in the power of sports, learning how to uh, become part of a team, um, learning how to win and learning how to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Those are important lessons in life. Yeah, I I love team sports. I mean, it helps learning how to play on a team is important, and learning how to assist people as we're work, all working towards a goal. I mean, I love that whole language around team. You know, mm-hmm. where we're collaborating one 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 another to help um, help achieve the team goal. You know, which is really good as one as one works and develops one's own personal goals. So I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Um, and there's, there's, it's interesting. I read an article recently, you know, Tom Brady, the goat, <laughs> although people might debate me on that, but um, I have a friend actually who lives in Pittsburgh and he and I go back and forth on social media joking. Cause he's ready. He was ready for Tom Brady to retire like five years ago. <laughs> Why do they call him the goat anyway? Why do they greatest call him? Greatest of all time. G O A T. Ah, greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. So some people could possibly debate me on that. But um, he said something that was interesting. So here's a guy who I think he's, don't quote me on this, but my understanding, I believe, is that he's been to the Super Bowl 10 times and I think he's won seven. And he said in the article, he wants his children to experience failing, that that's a really important part. And I think we forget sometimes. So I guess what I'm here to say also is, you know, 
love your team and root for your team and also but also you know keep in mind that um that it's um if they lose you know also i think it's important how we handle when our team loses because we are role modeling for younger people and and we are learning that um being able to handle loss is also a really key lesson in life so i just thought it was interesting that here Tom Brady, one of the biggest winners we've had, was talking about the importance of also knowing how to lose and knowing how to fail. And, you know, we look at someone like Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth had the record for the, at one point, for the most home runs, but he also had the highest number of strikeouts. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, love, the, I love that idea about failing. These, uh, I mean, all of these champions, I mean, from Michael Jordan to, yep. you know, uh, Wayne Gretzky, I'm sure that they all, they all, I mean, or Muhammad Ali, they all experienced failure and yep. through that failure learned how to improve their skills yes. and, to, and play the game. Michael Jordan didn't make, my understanding is Michael Jordan did not make the basketball team his freshman year in high school. Yeah. I, I I don't know the whole story, but I know that he he. Has, I mean, any any champion has to deal with failure, yes. right? And yeah. and then and then to be able to work through it, you know, to 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 push yourself past it, you know, yes. is is really interesting, you know. And then there's so, the whole. It's really great too, just to it's an, a, a social opportunity when you're watching the Super Bowl together, and um, and we know how important social connections are to emotional well-being oh my god you know in my family it's my my wife and my eldest son they both i mean whether it's world cup soccer or the super bowl they're the ones who are getting together and just saying we got to get and there you see them you know watching these games all the way through the playoffs into the final game uh, and then i'm 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 a casual observer <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. Of course, and you know, I love Simi so much. And I, I, Kim, Simi and I are kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell you, I know, I know. <laughs> I really feel That's that why. about her. You know, yeah. she loves, and, and I was watching, the, I was going to mention the World Cup. Yeah, because no. I know we have a lot of people who watch from all over the world too. Yeah, yeah. And the World Cup is another, and I really got into that because my daughter's partners from the UK and, so, you know, we watched, you know, we were watching when the U.S. played and then when the U.K. played France. And um, and it's just that is such a big event, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah, it's it's a big event. And, and so I'd watch my 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 family, you know, my my son and and Simi watch these games. And I'm like, they're transfixed there. And they're they're actually you know, almost as if they're they're uh, playing vicariously through these players, you know? Uh, yeah. And so it's really pretty interesting. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, and it's um, and it's also, speaking of also women in, in sports, too, there's the, uh, the Women's World Cup, too. Yeah. When um, we were traveling a few years ago and we were in France, we got to see one of the games in Le Havre, and um, we saw... England play, oh, was it Germany? I'm, I'm recall, I can't recall the other team that they played, but, um, but, and, and, and so going back to Title IX, 
the top three, I believe, some of the most watched games have been uh, the women playing football, as you would say, internationally. Um, And so, you know, I do believe also as a woman um, that playing sports gave me a certain amount of confidence too. Um, That was, that's important to instill in in our girls. Um, I, I think so too. I mean, the whole idea about playing any game it's just you know to being able to use your body to to be uh, you know not to be restricted in some way yeah and and, and, and to really express your strength totally. and, and push it yeah totally. push yourself. so you were saying to me you were complimenting me earlier you were saying like i really admire how you handled you know working through covid let me tell you i drew on that background as an yeah. athlete i mean I was facing it physically. You know, I was doing a lot of physical things. I knew even at its worst, you got to at least go up and down the stairs, go downstairs, get your water. You know, I was using the humidifier. I was using a hot water bottle. I was trying to move and move the circulation. Like there, a lot of the, the mentality, the discipline as an athlete kicked in. Yeah. No, I think, I think that training is so important to just live life, right? Yeah. I mean, and to respect your body and to not be afraid of your body. And I think, um, and I think no matter how old you are, you don't have to start when you're in high school or when you're, I started softball when I was 10, you don't have to start, you can start at any age to really start to experience your body and the power that comes from it. You can start lifting weights, lifting weights as you age, as you start to age is one of the best things you can do for your bone density. So. Right. And, and, and so like, you know, when you're watching team sports like the Super Bowl, right? And you're and you're seeing and you're seeing a ball travel from one end of uh, of the end zone to the other, right? And then you see you see uh, you know like a, it, it could be metaphors for life, you know. You're, you're you're like the running back carrying the ball, and then all of a sudden you need to know that you've got other team members pushing away your other defenders to help you move towards the end. I mean, that's a great metaphor in life. Yeah. Or the other day I was talking to my son and, you know, he's studying for uh, his MCATs and, and sometimes just studying day in and day out. It's kind of like you don't know if you're really moving forward. There's like no forward movement. And, yeah. and I said, sometimes in life, it's like that. It's like riding up a hill where you're really pushing all you can and you're riding, uh, you're moving your body as much as you can and you don't seem to be moving anywhere. Yet you are doing something and you are exercising and you are moving forward, even though it doesn't seem like it, you know? Totally. Yes. Our bodies can help our minds. Yeah. And so and our like mind these, can help our body, you know, it goes. And, and all these sports metaphors can actually help us as we're facing daily challenges, challenges, I think. Definitely. I often use metaphors in my work with folks and I will use sports metaphors at times. And I love sure. the. And I love the what what you said about Tom Brady. I mean, the whole idea about failing, you know, yeah. uh, that that could be so inspirational to to people who feel failure and who feel as if there's like no, you know, they don't they don't understand they don't see that there's there might be a success behind behind the next failure, you know, right or in front of the next uh, failure. Yes, I think that folks. Uh that's one one thing that you learn when you play sports you know you do learn that there's always there's another game 
there's going to be another game. It's always another yeah. game. And, you know, you, um, you learn from, from the games that maybe don't go well. What are you going to do differently next time? Um, so life is like that. You know, you have to, life is yeah. a marathon. <laughs> that's right. To use a sports metaphor. Uh, yeah, that's right. And then the other thing also, I love this, it, the watching sports like the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, is this idea about you're you're sometimes watching with groups of other people that are putting one team, your team, on, and there's there's a sense that you're not alone. Yeah, you, you're you're with a group of people. Like my son, my 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 wife, just sitting there watching. I know I'll remember, you know, when he's when he's like 50 years old, you know, he'll remember the times when his mother and him just sat there watching football. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the or the or the call or the World Cup while their dad is while his dad is watching Korean dramedies. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, it's so true. You know, um I remember years ago, I think seeing Oprah Winfrey talk on uh her program, and she was talking about one of a, a moment that stood out for her was a memory of having cereal with her grandmother one morning eating cereal, you know, it's these small moments too of connecting. And uh, for me and my daughter, it's watching Pride and Prejudice together, you know, from 2005, we love Dario Marinelli's musical score. And, but, you know, you have these moments that you look back on and you feel connected over. Yeah. And that's wonderful. Should we talk, a, speaking of connection, maybe we should talk a little bit about Valentine's Day yeah. too. Because yeah. So I do want to say this, like you were talking about romantic love and um, and I think that perspective is great, the perspective you gave. And I'd like to add a, a, another yeah. perspective too, a little bit add to it. And I want, yeah. I want to expand it because over the years, um, I, I find that Valentine's Day can be a very difficult holiday for folks. Yeah. And so I like to think of it as make it what works for you. So mm. if you're not in a relationship, that's great. But there are lots of different ways and there are lots of different ways to express love or receive love. And so I've had people call it Palentine's Day or Galentine's Day or, you know, um, I think it's uh, important. Right? I can understand. So Galentine's is a girls hanging out together. kind of. Yes. Like, like yeah. perhaps okay. if you have a bunch of single um, girlfriends and or, you know, and you or maybe even you're in a relationship and you have somebody who's single and, you know, and recognizing that it might be kind of a hard time for them. Maybe you do something together, you go out to lunch and you give them a nice card saying how much you appreciate your friendship. Yeah. Um, we can give love in so many different ways. Um, and I don't think our soulmates are necessarily always a romantic partner. Right. Sometimes our soulmates come in the form of our children or maybe our friends or um, maybe our pet or, you know, um, there are lots of different ways we experience love. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because uh, Valentine's Day is uh, named after St. Valentine, right? Mm. And St. Valentine was a, was like a, a deacon in the, uh, in the church, early church in the, um, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't want to. Don't quote me. But it, he was a deacon or a priest in the early church, and he was imprisoned. And he used to assign his notes. Uh, you know, your Valentine. 
you know, these notes to that he would share with friends, oh. your Valentine. And it was just oh. like, and these notes were encouraging notes of, of not just romantic love. It wasn't romantic love at all. It was actually, yeah. you know, he, uh, he, he was involved with marrying uh, yeah. uh, or officiating at marriages, but there was a sense that he was just encouraging people to be in deep relationship. And it, and it didn't have to be romantic. It could be just friendship type. And yeah. he would assign it, your Valentine. You know? Oh, that's so interesting. I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that because that's kind of how I've come to think of, of the holiday. Um, and, and I think, you know, we know from the research too, like, so I went out and I did get myself these beautiful flowers. I like to buy myself flowers yeah. um, at Walmart for like, got three bunches for a total of $12. You can get them at Aldi for like, for three dollars to get two little bunches so for less than ten dollars you can get yourself but but i think um so we know though from the research yes it's important self-compassion taking care of yourself also we get so much out of doing something for someone else mm. we a small act of kindness so you could make the day if you're feeling a little bit blue or low like oh no i don't have a special someone in my life make you know you go out you give love because you will, it, it will not only benefit that person, but it'll benefit you. We know from the research, physically, mentally, in all sorts of ways, even if it's you just hold the door for someone and say, have a nice day or pay for someone's coffee who's behind you, mm -hmm. um, send a volunteer to, you know, food kitchen, write someone a note. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes folks get stuck too much in their head and this idea of being alone when it all it takes is just to reach out and do a small act for someone else to feel connected. Well, that's interesting. I mean, um, yeah. Cause when, when you're in, when you're self-absorbed and, and often I find myself in this situation where I'm, where I'm just worried about what's right in front of me or, or just, yeah. or the thing that I have to do or, uh, and, or the situation that just happened. And I'm just, so so focused on this um the idea of just doing something nice for somebody else is kind of thinking beyond myself moving mm -hmm. myself out of that situation there must be like a you know there must be oxytocin that comes out comes out serotonin making you feel better as you as you imagine how that person might feel you know yeah. it might it's a mood enhancer it's, I, I that's interesting yeah there's actually in the field of positive psychology, there's a psychologist out in California who's actually done studies and experiments and found that when the folks in the study were told to do something for themselves versus something for someone else, they actually experienced more of a benefit. They even looked at, um, they took blood samples and even looked at the gene expression actually changed in folks when they were doing something um, nice for for someone else so um so that it's it's so, so powerful that way you know that we can you can um essentially do this and and don't get me wrong like we all get stuck in ruts like i was starting to feel a little bit that way because i had to be so careful with when i was sick and starting to really feel isolated and another thing you can do which i've been doing is attending the church service online and then there's a wonderful uh, coffee hour that yeah. um, I've done. I did with uh, Betsy Rice was there and and Bishop Jocelyn and um, and that was you know and I plan on doing some, some more of that. So 
um, you have an opportunity right here if you're, you're part of our online community. Um, yeah. And apparently from the annual meeting, we've got a, quite a few people. There were yeah. people yeah. attending that online meeting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were over, uh, just on the annual meeting, there were over, over 50 people there. And, mm -hmm. but it's the, but all of these interactions, like the online coffee hour, just connecting with somebody, yeah. being able to be seen, you know, uh, yeah. it's just powerful. It's good. Yes. Well, I know I love our conversation, Sharon, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to when, when you're getting back in here in person, but I love connecting with you uh, online this way. And I'm, I'm sure that, uh, and, and I know that people all over get, who watch this program really get a lot of, out of this. And so um, you were con you're connecting with many, many people through this, through this medium as well. Yes, and I am so grateful and feel so blessed about that. And thank you everyone for welcoming me into your hearts. Yeah. Um, I guess that's, yes, my Valentine's Day wish for all of you too and blessing for, you know, thank you for welcoming me into your hearts and helping me to feel a part of this really amazing, positive community. Oh, well, thank you. God yeah. bless you, Sharon. God bless you too. All right. Folks, uh, again, that's Sharon Yonkin, and I'm so glad that we're connecting with her, especially as we talk about these, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about the Super Bowl and the idea about sport team, sports and how they could help us and, and how they f help us feel as part of a team. And then, of course, Valentine's Day and thinking past uh, not just the romantic experience of, uh, on Valentine's Day, but also just about love and connecting with people and friends all over the opportunities that we have. And so uh, we wanna thank uh, Sharon for all of her insight. And, and, and I pray uh, you ha have a wonderful uh, rest of the week. Uh, we still will be coming up with another program tomorrow live. And I hope that you'll come in and join us for that as well. But now our time is uh, ending. And so let's end it with a prayer. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for all the blessings in life that you've given us. We thank you for these opportunities you give us to connect, to help us to realize that we're not alone. And in the midst of this uh, realization, help us to also uh, understand that you are walking with us, that, that we are not never alone as we're in company with one another, but also you are in the midst of us. You promise to be in the midst of us. We pray, Lord, that you will help us to feel your presence as we uh, engage in the activities of life. And some of them may be challenging, but help us, Lord, to work through our challenges knowing that we are never alone. Bless us in our work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Join with me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Friends, go in peace to love and serve God. Spread the light of Christ to the world around you. The world needs it right now. Thanks for watching. Did you know that you can join Christ Church from anywhere in the world? If you're feeling connected to what we're doing, 
Email us today at communicate at Christchurchwesterly.org.